Today, I'm talking to Tim Van Camp, a top real estate agent in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and the country. Tim grew up in Boston and was managing a restaurant, and he followed that restaurant when they expanded to Santa Fe, New Mexico. He also had crazy jobs like boating tours until, finally, he decided to get into real estate. From his start as a real estate agent 35 years ago, his vision was for luxury. Still a top real estate agent today selling multi-million dollar properties, Tim and I talk about how to rise and stay at the Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast was created for real estate agents across the country to come together, sharing ideas to take your, their, and our business to the next level. Hi, everybody. It's the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And we have on the show today, a legend, Tim Van Camp. He is. See how he laughs? Because he is. Santa Fe, New Mexico, in business now for over 30 years and a top agent selling stunning, gorgeous homes. Tim, so good to see you. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Jerry. Good to be here. So we were just laughing, everybody, because we haven't talked in a few years. This was, this, the only way to get us to talk, apparently, was to have you back on the show. But we've been doing business together for a while, known each other for years, and it's just good to see you. And that being said, again, let's start with this. Beautiful, stunning properties, top agent, Santa Fe, New Mexico. One of them, I think this is one is 8 million. Yeah, it's uh, 8.2 million Apache Mesa Ranch. It's up uh, outside of Abiquiu, New Mexico. It's about a, I don't know, 90 minute drive from Santa Fe, but it's over a thousand acres. And it's in Georgia O'Keeffe country where she lived and painted. And it's just stunningly beautiful. It's a spectacular place. It has a house, uh, several guest houses, caretakers quarters, studio, uh, writing pen. Uh, it's got wow. everything you could possibly want. That's actually not bad for eight point two million. No, it's not. It's it's a it's a good value. So tell us, here you are. But let's get back to the beginning. How and why did you get into this business and it was so different 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was really a lot different. Um, I got into it. Uh, I had done a few different things. And then I took a couple years and I went and I was a charter boat captain down in the Virgin Islands. And I had been chasing uh, a woman who had, who became my wife. Uh, but she did, we were best friends, but she didn't want to mess that up. So I decided I would just go ahead. I had the opportunity and I went and sailed a, a, a boat down there for two years and took people on fabulous vacations. And Maureen, who's now my wife, missed me. And so I came back and I didn't really have any uh, uh, money to start a business or anything. And I had a really good friend who had told me that I should get into real estate. He thought I'd be good at it. So we partnered up and uh, we did that way back in 1987 or 88. Wow. That was, that was, that was 35 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you started there. Did you think you would do this for a, for a life, like a lifetime career? Well, you know, it took me a, a year and a half or two years to start to get some traction, but I just loved it. You know, I love being with people, interacting with them. Uh, and I, I really, uh, I enjoyed the business and I learned, uh, it took, yeah, it took a couple years, but then I figured out what it took to sell stuff, which is not selling anything. Um, you know, just getting people information, making them comfortable with what their decisions might be. And, and, uh, but it was a whole different game then. I mean, our, our, uh, purchase agreement back in, at that time was two pages long and it had the parties and the price. And then it had a big box that you wrote in the terms on handwriting and the listing agreement was one page long, but that changed very quickly over the years. Wow. And how many in Georgia, I, I shouldn't even say this because I'm embarrassed. I think it's eight pages now. I remember oh, when it was seven. Our purchase agreement here in New Mexico now is 14. Gosh. Yeah. It's busy attorneys. Yeah. So yeah. you get into real estate 35 years ago. You start this. Like there's so much to ask you, but let's in the beginning, how hard was it? Did you love it? And or did you learn to love it? And how did you get your first deal? Uh, my first deal was a referral from my uh, uh, mentor, uh, a guy I was partnering with at the time. And it was just a little uh, uh, condominium on the north side of town. that was like $275,000, but I did it start to finish and it took a while. And uh, it was great because I finally got paid on something. So uh, it, it took, it, you know, it was a learning experience, but we, as as we went through these first few years together, my partner at the time was a guy named Mike Baker, a really good friend. Uh, he, he's since passed away, but um, he taught me very, very well. And he uh, and I decided that we wanted to work at the top end of the market, whatever that took. We didn't really want to do a whole lot of stuff uh, at the lower end. And so we sort of targeted that probably took a while uh, to get uh, um, going financially that way. But once we did, then uh, I've been here ever yeah. since. Yeah. So that, that's, I'd love to ask you more because you did that back when, like now it's kind of the thing to do. Right. But 35 years ago, and is I don't know that it was. No, and, our market was really small back then in terms yeah. of high end. I mean, we didn't have... When I first got started, there there weren't any two million dollar listings in Santa Fe, and then th there were a few in the late '90s, and then we got into three million dollars and more in the 2000s, and in the market run up uh, in the mid 2000s, four, five, six. Well, I remember one year, uh, uh, my partner my partner at the time was a gentleman by the name of Ray Rush. Um, he and I had. Uh, uh, we had 11 sales over $3 million in one year. And that was huge. So how did you, so you've had a few partners and it sounds like you partnered yeah. well, that's kind of your model. A lot yeah. of agents say don't partner. So for you, partnerships have worked with some really great partners. Tell us a little about how does that work? What has been empowering 
it sounds like an empowering process for you. My partnership with Mike Baker was great, but we sort of grew out of it. Uh, uh, he wasn't quite as, uh, I don't think, ambitious as I was. And uh, way back at the time in 2000, uh, Ray Rush was partners with uh, Pat French. Uh, Pat had Pat and Michael French had French and French in Santa Fe, and that was the uh, sort of upper end firm here. And uh, uh, Pat and Ray were uh, partners, and they asked me to join them. And it was sort of the mar the the offer I couldn't refuse, because they had the top end of the market. And I joined them, and in, within a couple of years, Pat sort of stepped back and kind of retired out of the day-to-day -day, uh, of real estate. She still keeps her hands in it, still gets, I still get referrals from her uh, from time to time. Uh, but Ray and I were partners uh, uh, until he passed away about a year and a half ago. Uh, we were partners for 20 years, 50% uh, income, 50% expenses split, everything right down wow. the middle. For 20 years for 20 years and we I mean, nothing written down that's just what we did that so that's not supposed to work so how no. did it work how, how or why did it work for y'all well we both we both worked pretty hard workaholics i guess you'd call us and nobody worried about anything i mean we both brought in a lot of business we both knew a lot of people different spheres of influence uh, but that's what we did, and, and uh, it worked extremely well. Um, we, what about it? Because stepping back, it's like, well, it's 50-50. What, like, most people want to like have a team and dominate and own it or control it, or like you said, the first partner wasn't as ambitious. Is this a formula that is it, you attribute it to your success, and is it a formula that can work for other people? Uh, I guess it, it, it could, uh, you would have to, you know, you'd have to not worry about it. I never worried about what he was doing. He'd come in and he'd say, oh, I had this guy call me. It's a friend of a friend and we're going to list his place for, you know, two and a half million dollars. Great. And then, you know, the next week I'd come in and I'd say, well, I got a call. This is what they want us to do. We never worried about, we didn't keep track of who was listing what or who was selling what or who was getting what buyers. It was fortunate, I'm sure it worked yeah. out. It was pretty equal, uh, you know, uh, uh, pulling the load. Uh, so what were, what were the benefits of it? Well, the, one big benefit was if, if I was going to go traveling, I love to sail, I love to ski, uh, or if Ray was going to go traveling, he, he was a little more adventurous. He went on safari to Africa and he went to Europe, to Spain and stuff like that. Uh, uh, you didn't even have to think about getting somebody to cover or if it was just going to be, uh, you know, some uh, um, maybe junior agent or whatever. You had one of the, the two top brokers there to take care of the business, whatever it was, whatever came up. Well, so that really did you well. find... Did you find that having, because you both got, you were both partners. So somebody being practical would go, well, what's the point? Why not just hire an assistant and tell them what to do? But I would think maybe having that powerhouse by your side also gave you kind of like a family, like more ideas, someone else to, to like, if I'm going to hire this guy, you may not get that guy too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, 
I never had to worry about a thing that he did. And yeah. with, with an assistant, you still have to manage them, I think. And, and yeah. I think it's good to mentor. I, I mean, Ray and I started before he passed, we, we started mentoring these two guys and they're coming in and they're, uh, you know, good guys and they're, they're working really hard and they're learning a lot and I'm teaching them. They're not going to work with me or anything. I think it's good to pass stuff on and mentor and experience, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of experience that we've had over, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, but the, the main thing about having a partnership like I did with Ray was I never had to worry about anything when I was gone. He would take care of it. I wouldn't be second guessing anybody on what they did. Yeah. So, and, that worked for me. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose seeing all the models that you and I see in our market leaders group with larger teams and assistants and how they're doing it, you know, maybe 30 years ago, if I felt like I had that energy then, I would, but, you know, not now. <laughs> So what is it, what do you, I mean, like I keep going back to 35 years ago or 30 something years ago, you you decided a lot of people get in this business and if they're going to really churn it out and make a lot of money, the focus is on streamline units, a lot right. of transactions. Right. You did the opposite. Yeah. How, why, how did you do, well, why did you do it? And just why first? And then I've got another one. Well, uh, uh, it, it appeared that the, the income would be better at the upper well, end. It appeared that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it would, a couple other things. You wouldn't have to be doing as much, although now with as busy as the market is, we're very, very busy. Uh, but also the people at who owned those properties and the people who were looking to buy those properties really interested me, you know? Uh, and um, I knew a lot of them around Santa Fe and, you know, they knew me. And so we got to do what we, you know, wanted to do uh, with them eventually. I mean, it took a while, but uh, I just found that the most interesting part of the market. I mean, we but, and you knew there are a lot of people, I think, that would go, well, that's a cool idea, but that's not for me. I can't do that. How did you know you could do that? Well, uh, I, I, I never really thought that I couldn't. I mean, <laughs> there's the I love that. You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I think a lot of people don't think they can. I like right there. Like, I love that answer. Let's replay five times. Love that. Um, the other thing is, how did you do it? Did you ever, did you, I mean, did you, once you got started, was it harder than you thought? Did you have to adjust to make sure it happened? No, uh, um, no, I mean, you, you have to learn the lessons everybody in this business learns that, you know, people will say, no, things don't always work out, you know, but you got to be able to roll with the roll with the punches or whatever that might be. You, you can't, you know, you, you can't get down. You, you just got to keep going. Okay. The, the neat thing about this business over the years is you come into work or you get up in the morning now because your phone's right next to your bed or what, you never know who's going to call you or what's going to present itself to you. 
you know, somebody will call up and say, hey, I've got this property I want to list or, hey, I'm coming to town. So-and-so uh, said I should call you and can you show me properties this weekend? I mean, it's just totally different every day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are, there are days where you're grinding out and doing, you know, some of the stuff that, that is not maybe quite as much fun or quite as sexy, but, you know, you do have to go ahead and, and have a great attitude and be, you know, open to whatever can happen for the day. I mean, you never know what's going to come up on any given day. I, I sense that that's a lot of what you like. Yeah. You don't like the uncertainty, but you like the uncertainty. When we started talking, uh, when we started talking, I heard a lot of passion. Like it's important to do what you love. Yeah. And I heard you talk about learning. You like to learn things. And then you were talking about connecting in people and really wanting to connect and, and be a part of people's lives and interesting people that you feel connected to and want to go back to learn from and be passionate about them and their lives. And it all kind of comes together with those three things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've learned so much from really successful uh, 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 people from all different kinds of businesses from all over from all over the country. And a lot of them have become friends, you know, uh, on some level, you know, we might have dinner or they may come over to my cabin up in Taos and, and go skiing or whatever. But, you know, uh, it's, it's been a great life and a great career that way. There's a lot of people I never would have met. Yeah. Well, you know, something that we kind of talked about this in a way before we started recording, but sometimes I think like the people like, we got to meet when I got to meet you. I don't know, but you get to meet me. <laughs> but we, but really, like the people that I think about that are dearest to me in my adulthood life have been through this business. Yeah. And 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 elaborating on that is that you are who you're around. Yeah. Do you think it has changed? Like I think about like if I hadn't gotten into this business and it hadn't exposed me, which I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know all the amazing people I would meet and things I would see and experience and be opened up to because of this business. But weren't it for this, I would not be, I would be so far from who I am today. Yeah. What do you say to that? Do you, what do you, what, what do you relate to that? Or what is your experience? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I certainly, uh, I mean, my identity has been through being a real estate broker in Santa Fe. Yeah, I'm a father and my wife was a teacher in the public schools for 30 years. She knows way more people than I do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm very grateful for it. And I learn a lot from those people that I deal with and look at. And, you know, from a top trial lawyer one time who I had sold him, a, it, it was the first time I'd ever made a two and a half million dollar sale. And he was the buyer. I happened to have the listing. So that was pretty good. And I, I watched him in conversations a few times and there would be a lot of people sitting around giving opinions and he was always very quiet and he wouldn't say a word. And then after everybody had said their piece, he'd say, well, this is what I think about that. And I learned from him that it's best to listen a lot and formulate what you want to say or think about what you want to say in any situation, not just real estate, but in anything you're doing. I mean, I'm quite often at a dinner party. I'm, I'm not 
real talkative, but you know, if something comes up and I think about it and I'm comfortable, then I'll go ahead and put it out there. But I remember that and, and uh, that's kind of always in the back of my mind. It's always listening. And when you're listening, what's your advice on, on listening and, and in deals and doing deals? Do you have any fun stories where you stopped and actually listened? Oh, not for to be aggressive in this business or the personality. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're aggressive and I, I, I'm, I'm currently uh, working with a, a broker selling a, a property for her here in Santa Fe. Uh, and uh, I see uh, a lot of what other clients do now that she's a seller, that sometimes clients just have to vent. And, you know, they, they may not like the situation they're in, or maybe they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, not in a good position financially uh, or whatever. I mean, this person is, is making, is doing really, really well with her sale, but, but, you know, you have to let people just vent and you can't take it personally. You just, and, and, you know, uh, sometimes I do and I catch myself or I'll That's be in the advice. office. We say that again, the last part. Well, it, it, sometimes in the office, I'll make a snide remark, but it's just to John and Dorothy who are in here. <laughs> It'll be, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know. But I mean, that goes back to like this, like the building of character in this business. You got to self-check. Yeah, yeah. Right, like all the venting, but all the things you see and learn from just people. Right. So for you. In becoming this successful top broker that you are today, what has been your biggest aha? And are there more than one? But what's the biggest, biggest aha. in your years of business? Well, I guess the aha is that there really aren't any secrets. You have to work hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there you know there are a lot of people. Market's booming, but a lot of people getting their real estate license and everybody thinks, okay, you know, my, my partner, Ray, he used to have a saying, oh, all we do is show houses and collect checks. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there is so much to it, but you have to be- so a little more to it, yeah. It, it, it's just- Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's- Exactly. What's the, what is the biggest challenge you think you've overcome, either personally or professionally, just but in being- a real estate agent? Um, uh, one of the biggest challenges is when my partner Ray passed away from cancer a, a year and a half ago. And uh, uh -huh. getting, you know, having that 20 year partnership and then getting going again, that's not directly a real estate challenge, but that's more of a business and personal challenge. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you learn from that? Well, put your head down and get to work. I mean, you know, um, you know, Liz Bentley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had hired her, uh, as Ray was starting to get pretty sick and she, she kept me going through it. And, uh, um, she's just a fabulous, uh, coach. And, uh, uh, so that helped quite a bit to process that. And then, to move yeah. on to then last year had, you know, one of my best years ever after he was gone. A lot of that was pandemic. 
driven, but a lot of it was because Liz had helped me process it. And I got to a point where I was able to go ahead and take that business on. Wow. What, what do you think, what was your, was there any lesson that you might, that can, you can, because obviously it's, it's personal, but is there a lesson you got out of that can, that could be shared and communicated to us and, and facing and overcoming challenges in business? Because our personal life is so impactful. Usually our business, our business, how well our quarterly we're doing really is personal stuff. Yeah. It's personal. You, not, but, you know, real estate for most people, it's the biggest thing that they do. You know, I mean, businessmen, yeah, yeah, you know, CEOs, they've got a whole lot of other things going on, but it's one of the biggest personal things they do next to, you know, maybe a marriage or a relationship or something like that. And so you have to be aware of that and you have to be sensitive to it. And then you have to, you know, listen and kind of try to figure out what is, you know, what it is that these people really want. And, you know, what are they really concerned about? Because they might not say it, you know, directly, you know, you, you have to be a little so, intuitive to do that. So, I mean, that right there, like you really have to understand they're going to say a lot of things they do a lot of things but there are a lot of things you're not going to know you've got to listen but to listen and be intuitive what's your biggest um do you have any big tools to do that or how you figure out i mean mine is i read never spoke the difference eight times or really seven but i need to read it eight that was my biggest like literally like reading and applying it but my, my, mine is um uh, uh, the four agreements. <laughs> that comes up a lot on this show and I've read it and it's been too long. Yeah. And, and, and I have, I have a, a, a card, the cover of it that sits in my bathroom next to my mirror that I see every day. And it's, uh, you know, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Beautiful. Say it one more time, because I'm sitting here thinking I remember that and I don't. So one more time. Be impeccable with your word. Mm -hmm. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And not that I'm some big lifestyle guru or anything. Um, I, I'm from Boston uh, originally. And, and uh, I'm a huge Boston sports fan. And one day I read in the New York Times, or no, maybe it was the journal. Somebody had done an interview with Tom Brady. And this is like Tom Brady. He came up like two interviews ago. Yeah. I was thinking about Tom Brady because I actually know who he is. But he, I love, he's amazing. But yeah. Anyway, going. he was asked by someone how does he deal with everything that comes at him and what's going on all the time? And he said that he and his wife read that once or twice a year together. They go through it. And, and uh, I said, well, it's good enough for Tom Brady. Maybe I ought to take a look at it. Yeah. Wow. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Right. Don't assume. Right. And that's a dangerous one. We don't know. Assumptions are tough. How, like, there's so many assumptions we don't even know we're making. And always do your best. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so now, 
we need to do the final three because we've been going for a while. But I want to like dig deeper because I'm like, Tim, I know you've got some good, you've got some more good stories like the Boston and how did you, how did you make it? We are going to do this and then I'm going to do the final three. Boston to New Mexico to real estate. I know there was the chasing Maureen in there. You're right. married to now. Well, what are we missing there? <laughs> Well, I was on the ski team at Boston College way back when. I graduated in 1973. All I wanted to do was ski. Um, Chet Huntley was opening a ski resort called Big Sky of Montana at the time in 73. My mom was a television news broadcaster and she knew Chet. So we called him up and he said, yeah, come on out. I'll give you a job. And I went out there and, you know, I was in Big Sky for five or six years I ended up working in a restaurant there and that uh, uh, restaurant was opening uh, one here in Santa Fe and they asked if I would come down and run it. And so I did for a few years. And then uh, uh, I tried to buy the restaurant, it didn't work out. So I couldn't stay there. I did a few other odd jobs Then I, like I said, I went sailing for a couple of years at the same time I was chasing Maureen, came back and I had to do something. I didn't have any, I didn't have a, 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 a big um, pot of money to start a business with or anything, or even my own restaurant. Thank goodness I didn't do that. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, but I needed to make some money. And my friend Mike said, well, why don't you get into real estate? And so that's how I got there. I bet you used a lot of what you learned about managing a restaurant and working in a restaurant to apply oh, yeah. to your business. Yeah. I mean, well, restaurants are 24 seven too. I mean, you know, yeah. Real estate. Except you have to be in the restaurant, which is kind of tough yeah. and harder. No, to no. This is much better. This is much better. What, what do you find? And then I'm going to ask you, but give us real quickly the structure now and how, how you're structured, like your infrastructure of your team from your assistant to yourself. Give us a little rundown of the infrastructure and what it looks like to keep you guys going. And then we'll ask the three final questions. Well, uh, John Rigotti and I are the brokers who, you know, work with buyers and sellers. Um, and we uh, uh, share most things equally. Uh, some things uh, we don't, if it came from my sphere of influence uh, from a long time ago that he wasn't part of the team, why then the split would be a little bit different. Uh, and then uh, we both uh, pay Dorothy equally, uh, and she's great. She's been with us for I don't know, 14 years, D. Oh, that hi, Dorothy. <laughs> Almost. You're not going to see Dorothy because we get cropped out, but she's got to wave anyway. <laughs> you. I haven't met you yet, but. Yeah, no, she's great. So, um, uh, you know that. I mean, that's it. It's not. Yeah. Great big. I thing. love like I love Tim's like. I just keep it very simple and focus on serving like what like we're like can we give you get some pictures of you you like pictures I'm selling houses but you don't even say it that way. you just do no I don't have I don't have the big um, fancy you know team shots and lifestyle stuff and things like that I, I just never got into that I was but, but now I, mean, I think it's important yeah and I I, I you know, I probably should be more into it, but I haven't needed it. So it's kind of like, you know. You know, there's a broker in South Florida. I don't remember what part. And I'm going to, I got to get him on the show. And I'll even let him like not be seen because he actually like makes sure. I don't remember his name, 
but never you can't find a picture of him anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. And he sells most properties like off market. And you can right. look up his name, but he's super incognito. Yeah. Not, like you gotta be, you gotta have a pretty special craft to pull that one off. Um, but it, it kind of says something to our to our business and luxury real estate. Yeah. You at the end of the day, like what would you say at the end of the day is the most important thing about being a top luxury, like one of the best luxury real estate agents in the industry? What's important about that to, to accomplish that? Uh, you got to listen and you have to be discreet. Yeah, you know. Uh, confidentiality is huge. You, Listen and be discreet. Yeah. Final three. <laughs> Number one, what do you think has been the big, what, what has made you most successful in this business? As in what has been this, your best resource for your success? Uh, previous experiences, you know, uh, uh, learning uh, uh, what it takes uh, uh, to be a champion. I mean, years and years ago when I was in college, I, end of high school and college, I marched in a uh, world champion drum and bugle corps. And those guys practiced every day, hours and hours every day. And so, and we were great. And that sort of taught me what it takes to be the best at, at what you want to do. You just have to work hard. Whatever it is. Whatever, Whatever it is, you have to work. Yeah. Because I love how you start. When we originally started talking, you talked about learning, loving what you do, and connecting with people. And we circled right back around to when I asked you the question, you talked about experiences, the most important resources in your experiences, and, what, and learning from them. Yeah. Yeah. What's a book, or is there a book that's changed your life, personal, career, whatever, that well, we have to read? The Four Agreements, yeah. So, of course it is, right? Like, no, no, no. You're like, no, we already said that. Just make it sure. Yeah. All right, last question. From this interview, if we forget everything, but we're just, or if we're just going to remember one thing and forget everything else, what one thing would you have we all take away from this conversation? Well, there's no real secrets. It's just hard work. Well said. I love it. Tim, thank you. That was great. Thank you for like the years. I feel like this should have been a four hour interview because oh, no. I met like, I could just like sense like all the wisdom and experience that you've, just everything you've done and to do this for 35 years. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. If you like this episode, please share it with friends. To find more episodes, search Jerry Metcalf Podcast on any platform for podcasts or go to jerrymetcalfpodcast.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-E-T-C-A-L-F podcast.com. Podcast.